Okay, welcome Stephen to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So we're here today to find out about your fitness journey. So for the viewers that don't really know you, just give a wee brief introduction of who you are and what you do, please. Hi guys, I'm Steve McMillan. I own uh, Brave Arts Boxing Gym here in Hamilton. Um, it's a fitness gym for personal trainers, classes, male and female, uh, kids, and we do kind of loads of other activities out with uh, just your usual kind of classes and personal training. Ah, fantastic, Stephen. So we'll, we'll come back to your, you know, how you came about uh, starting the business, etc. Um, but we're going to go way back to your school years. So what right. sort of activities were you involved in there? Right. Um, during the school years, I was never, I'm pretty much the same now as I was then. I was never just on the one sport. I never just done the one, the one sport at school. I'd done a bit of football, playing football, goalkeeping, badminton, trampolining, whatever it was. I just liked to be involved in activities. Yeah. Um, but I never solely stuck to the one sport. So I just done a bit of everything like every other kid throughout school. But um, I have a variety of everything. Ah, good. And then did you have any challenges within growing up, within uh, your, your own uh, fitness journey? Uh, growing up? Yeah. Um, no, as I say, I've done, uh, just done the usual fit with tournaments and different things like that and cross-country running. So I, I would say, but I was never... I never stuck to the one sport to be 100% competitive. Yeah. Um, during my school years, I was just, as I say, I would take a direction for boxing and then it would be running and then it would be football and then it would be badminton. It was just bits and bobs. Everything. I always just liked to be like in about something. Ah, good. No, it's good to hear that. So, obviously, you mentioned earlier um, you own Bravehearts Boxing Gym um, in Hamilton. So, let's talk about how, how that came about. How did you get involved within fitness. You know, you've obviously been involved with fitness your full life um, from childhood right up. But how did it become about that this became your your business? Uh, well, um, well, it's kind of long, a little longer story. I'll try and narrow it down. Basically, when I get serious about fitness, I would say uh, my mum died when I was 20, 20, just a month away from being 21. And then that's when it took a massive uh, change in direction, basically. So I had... Um, done Ben Nevis, I organised a charity run to walk up and down Ben Nevis for my mum, we kind of was 17 years with friends, 17 friends and then pretty much the for January up to July when we done it I had just seen the impact it had on me and my friends, the training for it the kind of meeting and talking about fitness and how we're going to do it on the day and then pretty much from there um, it, just, it just inspired me every year, i done Ben Nevis next year I want to do something bigger and better and it's just kind of grow, growing arms and legs to pretty much where I'm at now, which was 15 years down the line, I'm 36 now. So I've, I was 21 when I'd done my first challenge, which was Ben Nevis. Um, I've right through to where I'm now. It's always grown every year and, and inspired me every year. Nah, fantastic. So um, where did the name um, Bravehearts come from? <laughs> that was, uh, I think it was a day on the hills, actually. Well, obviously, I love Scott and love the movie. We would a day in the hills once, how walking the weather was horrendous, and just for a bit of fun, um, we were making up right. We need, I was me and a couple of friends, and we need, like, we need to make up names for each other. And uh, <laughs> it was actually them that done it, to be fair. And um, they said, right, you're, you love Scotland, you're going to be Braveheart, we'll name you Braveheart. 
And then, um, and then that was, I quite liked it. I thought, I actually like that. Um, I actually like that getting called that. It just was a bit of banter. And then yeah. I signed up to do another boxing fight and I thought, I'm going to do call myself Stephen Brave Hart McMillan. So that was the name that stuck. Done a few boxing shows. And then obviously that led to the gym and obviously the name just had to, had to go away. I thought the name was very fitting. No, definitely. And obviously you mentioned the, you know, boxing shows. So how many fights have you been involved in? Well, pretty much now I would say the last 10 years I've done, pretty much one every year, a couple of years I've done two. So I would say in the last 10 years I've done maybe 13 or 14. Done right. a couple of exhibitions, which is for charity, just helping people. But competitively, I've done about maybe 14, I would think, in the last uh, last 10 years. Yeah, because that's what I say. I've done a few fights that was um, for somebody else's gym and stuff like that, fighting on their shows. And then it just inspired me to lead on to where, where I'm at just now with Bravehearts itself. And uh, we've done, we do our own shows every year. We've done one, yeah. obviously, in the last two years because yeah. of everything that's been happening. But um, I so just, I've done... 10, I would say, to the last 10 years, 14 fights or something. No, oh, good. And then, so obviously, you know, you, you mentioned that you, you run your own shows, right? So yep. um, do you compete on your own shows or are you just in the background? I have always done it. I just, I can't sit down, basically. I need to <laughs> right. be involved. I'm not a guy that likes to stand and tell people how to do things. Or I, I need to be involved. So I've done the first couple of shows. Um, I was a joiner to trade, so done the first couple of shows while being a joiner. Then obviously opened my own gym and I've done my own shows. So when I was organising shows, um, that was just that was fine because I was doing joinery organising it. Then when I started doing the gym, I was organising shows, the fighters, obviously the gym. But I would always either fight, kind of depends on where it was on the night. Sometimes it was for a title fight, kind of thing. So I'd do mm -hmm. main event or co-main event or just on the build. Depends. But I've always fought on my own shows, which has been pretty. Pretty good buzz, to be fair, as well. But uh, adrenaline pumping and lose a lot of energy just through adrenaline with it. So I keep saying, well, I did say before lockdown, next time on the show, I'm not fighting on it. I'm just going to organise an event. It's too much hassle try to care yeah. for everything. But then it got close to the event. I'm like, no, I'm missing out. I don't want to be in the background. <laughs> I want to be involved. Nah, definitely. And obviously you mentioned that you've not held any shows recently because of the pandemic and COVID. Um, have you got any... Any up and coming on the cards some maybe next year? Yeah, definitely. I had a meeting last Tuesday, actually, a week today, um, just doing an itinerary for the year, for next year. And uh, we've got, obviously, we've got the outdoor boxing ring at the gym, so we've got the outdoor boxing ring. They're planning doing an outdoor boxing show here next year. Yeah. So uh, that's that's on the cards. I've not really announced the date for it yet, but I've been putting the feelers out to see what interest is there. Loads of interest because it is obviously pretty much Scotland, Britain's only outdoor boxing ring. Yeah. Europe's, I don't know how far it goes, but the ring we've got outside is, um, is very iconic to have. So we're going to do our own boxing show here, which I think mm. will be cool. So yeah, that's that's part of 2022's itinerary. And I keep mm. saying I'm going, to, right, I'm going to go for one last fight. I'll do one last one. <laughs> but I think I said that maybe four ago, but we'll, we'll okay. just keep going. Okay, so, so do you think like... You know, uh, every so how old are you the new Stephen? 36, 36. 36, right? So, um, obviously, you're, you're going to own this gym for so many years, right? And you're going to put on a show every year. So, are you going to continue to uh, fight every year if you can? 
I think so. I, I mean, it's just because I'm a hands-on, pretty perfectly. I'm always hands-on. So when I'm organising these shows, I like to go about the crowd, see the people, talk to people. They've all come there to support. So I don't like to just be in the background and not see them. So I like yeah. to go out and talk to people that spent money to come to the shows, just general chit-chat. So it's hard to try and be out there organising Rings, refs, judges, paramedics, timekeepers, ring girls, fighters, ring entry music, all the stuff that comes with it, trophies, medals. There's loads of stuff that you don't see. So trying to organise all that and then speak to everybody, then fight, is pretty hard. Yeah. So it's kind of one of the ones, like, if I keep saying I would do it, I would need to try and take a back seat in terms of just being in the dressing room with the fighters and... Um, help them as well as help myself and let somebody else do the running about. So that's the hardest bit for me. I don't like yeah. sitting in the background and everybody's out there and they're coming to see the show that I've organised and I don't, they don't even see me. I don't yeah. like that. So I like to be out there, which is hard as well when you're out there and running about. And as you know, most fighters, they sit in their dressing room, they're chilled, they're listening to music or whatever they're doing, they're just hanging out, just keeping relaxed as they can. Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> running about mental, <laughs> making sure everybody's got things. Well, so I, it's hard, but I'll keep doing it as long as I can do it. Um, mm. Even if it comes to whenever I don't want it. I mean, it's telling me I may try and do one competitively this year, and the next year I might do one to help somebody, but somebody that's wanted to do it for an exhibition for charity, then I'll go and do an exhibition with them so they're part of the show, and then I'm part of the show as well. It's still yeah. keeping me part of it, and then it's letting somebody that's never done it before do it if they want to do it for charity. I'll make it as good as I can for them, so they'll leave feeling that was hard but that was good they loved it so I'll try and do I've done that a few times with people done exhibitions it's called so you're not really going to hurt each other you're going to do the best you can make it as good a fight as you possibly can but get, without getting too aggressive if you get caught good you don't try and rush and hurt them back aye no definitely and then so obviously you know I follow you on social media um, you know Instagram etc but how, how do you fit in your, your own fitness routine uh, around your busy schedule? Um, I'm actually doing pretty well with it now. I had a wee, the same as everybody else. I always train. I train with one of the, my coaches here on a Wednesday at 11 o'clock. And then I train with one of the guys who used to work for us. He's opened his own gym now. So I go down and train with him at his new gym every Friday. And then I used to try and chuck in a Saturday morning run. I'd done a Saturday morning class, so that was like in a four session, but then I always tried to do a run with the juniors. There's loads of wee things that I do that yeah. I sometimes forget about, but pretty much the last few months I've been doing really well. On a Tuesday morning, this morning, I've, uh, I come here at quarter past five in the morning and I set the class up, and then I'll do a 5K run. So I'll do a 5K run every Tuesday, Thursday morning. I do a 5K run uh, a Wednesday evening, I train on a Wednesday midday, I do a couple of mile run with the juniors as well in the midday, eh, about five o'clock. So that's like nearly four sessions on a Wednesday. Aye. Eh, and then we're doing boxing. You're kind of moving about the ring on your feet, dancing about the ring and demonstrating, as you know yourself, with being yeah. a PT. You do loads of kind of silent reps, as I call it. You're doing five reps every exercise, demonstrating. So yeah. I'm always active. So the, as I say, three, that's maybe three 5K runs a week I do through the week. I'll do my Wednesday PT, uh, I'll do my Friday morning PT, I'll do the Saturday morning run, do the Saturday class, and then a Sunday I'll maybe try and go on the bike or I'll go a hill walk or just go a wee day out with the family. I just try and 
squeeze it all in as much as I can. Any day, if I think I've got five hours spare tomorrow, I'll be like, right, let's go down and walk tunnel. I can't just say, I've got five hours, I'll chill. I need to go aye, and do something. Aye, so so I, I've got a good restructure now that's working well with the runs in the morning. When I thought to myself, I need to get up at half four now, that's a hard ask. But I just made sure I go to bed that wee bit earlier. That was my biggest downfall, was probably going to bed late. Right. Um, I don't finish till later. Get home at nine, half nine, and then I couldn't wind in. I was just too excited with messages people sent for classes or tagging me on Instagram. So I end up becoming buzzing that I set up to 11, half 11, 12, and then you're up at five. That's no good. No, so I've, the last few months, anyway, three months I've been try and get in bed for 10 o'clock. That's really good for me. So it was quarter past 10 last night, up at half four this morning. Done right. the run, done a class, done two PTs, and then I've just been messing about for a couple of hours before this week, call with yourself. No, good. Um, no, definitely, I agree, um, because obviously it's a busy life, you know, being involved in the fitness industry, and you, you do get caught up in the moment with social media, people tagging you and stuff, and then you... Who knows, it's 12 o'clock at night and then you're back up early the next morning. Sure. Um, but no, nah, it's definitely a busy busy schedule, you know, Stephen. Um, right. So how, how do you handle your nutrition, um, obviously, with, with that schedule? Nutrition-wise, obviously, with being a PT, people think you're a nutritionist sometimes and always try and say, can you do my nutrition plan? And I've never been the best at all the foods and measuring stuff. I've never been the best with it. To be fair, and I tell people that, and sometimes that people, if they're overweight and they want to lose weight, they say, I need a nutrition plan, and I, I kind of have to stop in their tracks and say, listen, you're instantly looking for something to blame for maybe not losing weight. That's my views on it. Don't start saying you're needing a nutritionist to lose weight because I'm not a nutritionist. That's a separate thing. I have no yeah. I'm the best at, okay. at all. But, and I tell clients this, and I tell myself that, I don't. You know what you should and shouldn't be eating. If you somebody's telling me I need to lose weight, I'm not losing weight. My diet, what are you eating? And they're drinking two cans of cola every day. They're having a cake out of Greg's and they're having rolls and they're having bread and they're having chippies. I'm only having two or three takeaways, two takeaways a week. I'm going, no, well, I'm lucky if I've one a month. And then I try and not eat bread. I try and eat healthy through the week. I don't yeah. eat chocolate. I don't eat, I don't ever really eat Chris. I love mm. chocolate. I do love it, but I try and not have chocolate through the week. And then maybe on a Friday I'll have a wee bit of chocolate. After I train with my Adam on a Friday, I'll go maybe have a wee bit of chocolate as my treat. If a Saturday if I want to have a bit of chocolate, I'll have a bit. If a Sunday if I want to have a bit, I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother yeah. me. But I don't like what some people do. They leave. I'll have my treat on a Sunday. And then I'm like, well, what did you have as your treat? They're like, oh, it's three bags of crisps, two family bars of chocolate, a Chinese, three cans of cola. <laughs> and I'm going, you've as well as having a wee treat on a Friday to see you through. A wee treat on a Saturday to see you through. A treat on a Sunday to see you through. A small treat rather than waiting till a Sunday and eating, eating with most people. What you would if you were eating uh, junk food every day? You need to maybe cut that out a bit. So nutrition-wise, I know what I should and shouldn't eat in terms of I eat pretty much healthy through the week. Soup, wraps, fruit. Never drink gingers. Have the lit and juice. Um, so I am pretty good through the weekend, as I say. If I'm away, I'm away this weekend, like a hill walk. If I'm up there, I've done a big hill walk, I'll have a bit of chocolate or something on the hill. But I am, I'm like everybody else, I go through times of no being the best, but I'm pretty much hard on myself with that, to be fair as well. Something I go, oh, I hate that. 
I shouldn't have ate that. I feel bad like everybody else. But <laughs> um, bye. No, I'm all right. I'm doing all right with that now as well. Um, just don't eat crap through the week and try and have a wee something that I want a Friday or Saturday or a Sunday. No, good, Stephen. And then, you know, obviously your schedule throughout the week. What's, what's your favourite thing out of that week that you love to do? Um, oh, that's a hard one, actually. Uh, my favourite thing that I love to do. Um, I mean, I do, I do love my job, so I don't, it's not like I'm doing my clients and then I'm desperate to get that day over because on a Monday morning, I'm in for 6 to 12 with clients and I love that. I love yeah. coming in on a Monday morning, seeing a friend, uh, Ryan, and when I'm doing the class, one of the coaches, Callum, he's he's taking a class. So, I mean, I love that. I was, I'm taking a client in the ring. He's coaching a full class. Maybe Beth or Hannah or the other coaches are in. So, I love everything about it. Um, but, I don't know, there's no really one moment that sticks that yeah, I say, sure. that's what I love. I love doing, I love everything, I love everything about going my 5k runs in the morning, seeing the faces actually showing up committed, doing my running a Wednesday night with a couple of the team, doing that, I love, I love my classes, classes I would probably say, if I actually had to say something, I love classes, I just love seeing all the people come in maybe 10 minutes early, talking to each other, the, yeah. the teamwork, how you doing, just, and then doing the class, everybody chatting in, helping each other, kind of building each other up and then after it they're all kind of telling each other well done and help put the kids just love it I love classes classes has just got a right good morale to it no I definitely totally agree with that Stephen and then so obviously let's chat about the, the pandemic so so how did you cope during that period Um, I, well when it happened I'm, I, I don't really follow news so when I was getting told all these things were happening I just like I'm just like Nah, don't worry. This is just news. I don't watch the news. This will not happen. And I just, I, I remember the Friday class, like, this is our last class. It's the, it's the lockdown. I'm like, so what, so what happens? Um, you still there, sorry? I am still here, mate. I, God, yeah. uh, I so I was like, what do I do now? But um, like everyone else, I just kind of adjusted. I don't like, I don't get myself under pressure too much. Um, I try and just kind of deal with it, thinky all the things that I can do well, I can't do the things that I should be doing. Yeah. And then, once the kind of restrictions eased a wee bit, a small bit, you were allowed outdoor activity, I've got an outdoor circuit area, so I was setting up, you up here at six in the morning and setting a circuit up and people had to book in at six o'clock to quarter to and a seven to quarter to and then, so people were booking in. So I was doing stuff like that throughout it, um, going runs myself, just trying to keep motivated, keep positive and then doing I could do for, for some of the team, I gave equipment out and stuff, just in home workouts and stuff. But the thing when it, it eased a wee bit and you were allowed to do activity outdoors, that was that was a kind of wee turning point for for seeing some people who obviously helped me physically and mentally that I could set up a circuit outside. I'd set up whatever it might be. The circuit might be 5K in a spin bike and some rounds in the bags and then some kettlebell work, slam ball work, whatever it might be. So I was booking and that. It was just good to see people come up using the gym and leaving and getting messages of support and just uh, thanking me, sorry, for obviously trying to help them, see them through the pandemic. But aye, that was that was, that was tough times, but you know, like, it was not just for me, for everybody. Yeah, and obviously you, you touched on uh, mental health there. So would you agree that obviously with gyms reopening, um, you know, classes returning, it's definitely a benefit of mental health? Oh, 100%. 100%. I know it's all cliche and people do say it. And I feel even worse because I've got a gym trying to tell people, listen, this will help you. This will do this for you. It'll do that. Fitness is key. 
it's key to everything, just a better mindset, family life, work life, time with your kids, whatever it might be. Fitness after is key, but I seem sometimes I feel as if I'm trying to sell what I've got to people because I'm saying fitness is key. But it is not, it's helped me. That's why for the Ben Nevis for the first time when I was 21, my mum died. I just realised how much it flipped my mindset and I could see all my friends kind of coming close together. Um, so that was the one thing I was scared about through a lot, than just people sitting in the house, because sometimes your own company's your own enemy. Sometimes sitting, with your, sitting yourself for a couple of hours, you can create problems that sometimes don't exist. So just getting people out, getting them back, doing fitness, they go and flip their mindset. They eat better, then they sleep better, then they cook better. They do I think it's just got a total positive mindset after it. No, definitely. And then, you know, I think a lot of people um, would have probably adapted to outdoor classes now because, uh, you know, you're, you're outside, you're getting a bit of fresh air. And actually, you know, depending on the weather, um, no, I actually enjoy the outdoor classes better than indoor classes now. No, I do. I know it's hard to adjust. It just tells you if I had before lockdown, I love outside anyway, so I've got the, the circuits here, areas I said. So sometimes I could be actually, I need more space, so I would need to use that. But the weather might be cold, it's not raining, it might be cold. And I'll go, if I had to say to people, right, guys, I need 10 outside and 10 here and 10 there, they would be like, nah. They would just look at you as if to say, we're not going out there. But now you had to do it, then it wasn't a problem. Hi. And I actually think at the start of this year, when uh, I was building that outdoor ring, circuit area was pretty used up because of the kind of work that was happening and I remember some sessions when we were starting back and people were booting in and there was 20 I'd done two classes at night and it was 20 in the first class 20 in the second class and it was absolutely chucking it down the rain it's pitch black it's windy it's miserable and I'm going and there's 20 people here smiling laughing having fun and I'm thinking I'm starting as a coach trying to take cover under one of the gazebos going, <laughs> shouting abuse at them telling them what to do <laughs> and they're all there and it's like the, the boxing ring roof was on but the it wasn't they felt it yet so it wasn't watertight right. and the rain is dramming in and they're lying doing stuff and I'm going I set the circuit up based on the weather how it was two years before right. now when I've started the class it's bouncing down the rain and I'm thinking it's dripping on top of them and I'm going they're actually all some I'm actually just trying to look and see is this too much and they're all loving life and then after the oh, I was brilliant I'm going like before lockdown these would have left. They would have left. People would not do it, but I, everybody loves it. As it's the outdoor, just been out in the fresh air for a walk for half an hour, totally flips your mindset. Never mind doing outdoor activity, basically with classes and stuff. But I think that was like it. I always try and see the positive and the negative, basically. So, as I say, the fact that everybody's just learned to deal with being outside and doing more stuff outside, I think it's brilliant. I actually used to love, I'd come up to the gym in the lockdown when it was proper lockdown. I would come up, it was just a wee bit of therapy for me to come up to the gym, I would maybe do a wee half hour skitting or something, and then I was driving home, I used to see the amount of people out walking, jogging, cycling, walking dogs, I think, what a happy environment that is to see, what a, yeah. it just it just made me feel, this life is good, seeing yeah. everybody out walking, I just thought, and I think most people has maintained it, maybe fell away a wee bit, but I think it was brilliant to see just people out walking dogs, and running and cycling, and whatever it might be. It was just brilliant to see so many people do that. No, definitely, Stephen. And then, so let's talk about your, your bad habits within the gym environment. So what's your <laughs> bad habits? My bad habits, personally? Yeah. Like, uh, in the, inside my gym? 
Yeah, or, or you know, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned earlier, you know, you, you're not getting enough sleep, etc. So yeah, so um, try to think my bad habits in the gym. Um, as I say, the probably the worst was before. As I say, I've been pretty good the last three months, but I've got myself that restructure. But usual, just because it's my gym, the worst thing I always do, I say, right, a Monday I'm going to do more workout in the gym. I'm going to do this some weights myself personally but then because it's in the gym and nine I'll maybe finish at 11 or 12 and then I'll be like no I need to clean this I need to do that and I always off put it that's probably my worst thing that I do in my gym um, I always just kick about cleaning stuff and kind of getting involved and doing stuff that I probably don't need to do there's people who do it or the team always help me so I, I'm probably the worst for saying I've got to do something in my gym and don't do it that's probably I need to yeah. be accountable everybody else need to be accountable yeah. To somebody and commit to a personal training session or say to a friend they'll see you at the class tomorrow morning. But that's probably my worst thing in the gym that I do. I just don't take that time out to go and work out for an hour and myself. The Monday session is probably the day that I keep saying I'm going to squeeze it in and I don't ever seem to squeeze <laughs> it in. I'm, I'm busy on a Monday with clients and classes and stuff, but I've got a two and a half hour window and I just keep saying, time I work out, get washed, get something to eat. That's my day done. I'm back into coaching and taking classes and I just feel like I'm not actually getting any time to sit down. So just being too busy in my own personal environment because that's one of the things I said I'm going to do next year. Go to try and, like a Monday, take book into someone else for a class or a spin class or another gym so it gets me away from my environment yeah. for a week or couple of hours. So uh, yeah, that's, that's probably my, my worst thing about my gym. Okay. And then if I was to ask you, what's your pet hates within the fitness industry? Um, things, so, that you, things that you probably hate to see if you were to go into another gym. It's not, I mean, like, well, cleanliness is one of them. I hate, like, I, I hate, I love to see a clean environment. People think, it, especially boxing gyms, is smelly, kind of gyms and dirty. We're not like that at all. We're all, we're pretty, I'm going to say it's OCD. I think it's just standard to be clean and tidy. So the gyms, I hate, dirty environments I believe if you come into an environment that's clean and it's tidy smells nice and looks nice then you feel better you train better so I hate like the, the cleanliness and people just being lazy and leaving things about there's a structure to life whether it's well, you've got kids and you, how you do raise your kids or how you do your job or how you do anything and the gym should be the same I hate people just leaving and mixing things up in the gym for like putting different weights on top of other weights and things like that but the bigger the bigger kind of gyms as well I sometimes don't it's always the same people that go to their gyms that maybe come to my gyms but my gyms got like a kind of family total family vibe to it so they same people if you take them out and put them into a bigger gym I think they kind of sometimes know them all know but some of them they just know that kind of family bonding where these all feel like they're there to help and support each other because some people maybe feel too shy to help other people as we're in mine, everybody's there to, to see somebody come in new. They just know that person's new. They try and help them and tell them well done and tell them what they're doing next and you'll be all there and help them. So I sometimes hate them. I just hate that the people don't always help somebody. They always feel that they can't, they can't help someone when, when you know yourself. It's intimidating more in a new environment. So to get that wee help off of somebody in bigger gyms, I think that's what they're missing. But it's hard because this is my gym, so I try and create that vibe. But obviously bigger gyms have got managers and loads of PTs and they're just stuck to their own, their own clientele and they kind of network with everybody and create that family vibe so 
that's sometimes why we, we are different for other gyms and uh, we, we'll do all right. We try to build people's confidence up to make them more confident, basically. Ah, fantastic, Stephen. And then, so let's talk about your own fitness, right? So personally, um, what's your favourite exercise to do? Um, same, that goes back to being at school. I never stuck to the one sport. Right, okay. <clears throat> but, but um, like, so I've got days where I do a boxing training. I've got days I do weight training. Um, I'll try and do, sometimes I say like a Monday, I'll do my wee 5K or 10K, sorry, on the bike along with like half an hour on the cross trainer. So I do, but if I was, basically the weather was nice, which is, no, it's not going to be nice this weekend, but I'm going out anyway. We're going to do a hill walk this weekend. So hill walking for me, I love to go out in the hills. It's yeah. total therapy for me. I can be a problem that's annoying me for weeks or months. And when I go out in the hill, I just seem to fix it. I seem to yeah. fix it in my head. Yeah. And then when I go home, I act on it and, and fix it. I'm like, why was that annoying me? So I love the hills. For the fresh air, the therapy, the, the scenery, just up in that environment, up the highlands. But then there's other days where I like to go on my bike. So I love my going out my road bike. I love that same again. That's pretty much therapy for me. Um, I do triathlons as well. So I love old water swimming. But as I say, there wouldn't be a weekend, a six month a year where I'll just go and swim old water every weekend. It'll be like how long this weekend, the following weekend it might be going out on the bikes and the following weekend it could be an open water swim so yeah. I just love that and I think that's what's kept me so interested over the years I don't I've met people who are so committed to doing cycling and I think they're super fit on the bike fair play to them they're fitter than me on the bike but then they've not got any fitness like another kind of yeah. activities basically and then I always find that they seem to fall away for a while that's what I'm always interested in fitness because I'm doing bits of everything I'm always taking away it, whether it's running I do a few runs every I've run, probably like 35k a week. Um, I'll do cycling, I'll do hill walking, I swimming. So I'm always, it keeps me into weight training, boxing training. So I do bits and bobs everything. And that's what seems to, it's worked for me anyway to keep me always interested all through the year. There's not really a time where I go, I'm bored and now I'm taking a few months off. I might be bored of something and yeah. I'll just move on to more to cycling or hill walking. Okay, and then, so what would be the worst type of exercise that you, you can't stand? Oh, that's an easy one to answer for me. Oh, pull-ups. Pull-ups. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why, I just hate them. So <laughs> one of my coaches, I know the guys, Adam, that used to work here. Um, and when I trained with him, he's always kind of super set, right? Pull-ups. I'm like, oh, I'll not say what I, I'll not say what I call them here, but um, I always <laughs> say they Hangs because I've just right. got a different name for called pull ups. So uh, <laughs> I just I just hate the fact that if you're struggling on a run or a cycle or a hill walk or a triathlon, I can pull through it mentally. My yep. brain's telling me you'll get there and I'll get there. But with pull ups, if they say give me 10 after you've just done something else and I'm struggling at five and I just hate that, I'm like, how can I know pull myself up? <laughs> so that's 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 the one thing that I hate, but it doesn't make me no day them. I always do them anyway, but they're uh-huh. the one things. And I keep saying, maybe I should just do them more to become better at them. Exactly. But uh, I pull-ups, hate them. <laughs> it's, just, it's just getting into that habit, isn't it? You know. Uh, um, just pull-ups are the killer for me. <laughs> okay. So when you're out running in, uh, in the gym, what's the type of music that would really uh, push you on to motivate yourself? Oh, that's, that's, that's the same again. That's different. People, I know everybody's got their own. 
Uh, in the gym, just standard. When you get into any gym, I think it's kind of dance music it's on, which is which is on my gym pretty much all the time. But if there was nobody in the gym and I was in my cell, uh, you know, obviously Callum. So Callum's will tell you with my playlist as well. I've got it my the iPad in the gym. It's called a classics playlist. And it's just old tunes. I was brought up with older tunes, my mum and dad, and they just remind me kind of happy times. Right. So I could be one day I'll listen to which I call classics. And it can be, oh, it could be Rod Stewart, it could be Roy Orbison, it could be anything along <laughs> their lines, which is crazy because people are like, how can you train to that? It might not be upbeat, but in my head, it's got me thinking of happy times and positive yeah. times and being holidays with mum and dad and just things like that. So that just gets me through the sessions. Or if I was in my car and listening, start listening to a lot of, kind of Scottish bands, eh, Scary Boar, Beluga Lagoon, eh, loads of bands like that, um, Chris Stapleton, kind of stuff like that. So I love all the stuff like that. But um, aye, so night, you would very rarely get me. And if I was in the gym myself listening to dance music, but yeah. in a class, in a class, if I was at a class, it has to be dance music. When for some reason, I can train yeah. myself, train myself with that older music. But if it was in a class, it would need to be dance. If I was taking part in the class and they put the music on that I listened to, I'd be like, no, get that off. We can't train it that. Right. But it's weird okay. to so, do it myself. Aye. So would you say, you know, say you you say one of your coaches is going to take a class, right? You're one of your circuit classes and they put on the worst type of playlist, you know, would that be your playlist that would put you off? No, 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 I could get through it. I mean, I could get through it, but I would be more concerned about everybody else thinks. I'm right. everybody vibe <laughs> I mean, they want to be off-put, but if it, was, uh, if it was a playlist that was on or I came into a gym that I thought I can't train to that, would be kind of heavy metal stuff right. or kind of rap, or rap music. Ah, you know, I just, uh, just can't do it. Uh, you mentioned that um, because the, that's the one type of music that always comes up when it really puts people off as rap music. I just can't, I just can't, I just have nothing that, like, in my head that just associates my life with that music, so I know yeah. some people love it, and um, that's fine, but I just, there's nothing in that that kind of motivates me, there's no memories in my head that I go, that reminds me of that time in holiday and I'm, partner and my family or my mum and dad or whatever it might be so I just near nothing relatable to that music so that just uh, just it's our stuff heavy metal and raps the two stuff that I can't listen to <laughs> okay so what would you say is your best memory of your, your journey so far fitness journey my fitness journey best yeah. memory um, um, competing in Ironman done Ironman Bolt and Ironman 2018 I think it was and uh, just to the build, the, the, the training up to that, I signed up to that, uh, maybe just before Christmas 2017, in 2017, and then the training for it, up in the training, eating better, training more, swimming, cycling, running. And uh, obviously you get nervous and through the, the build up and think, why have I signed up to this? Am I ready for this? Am I going to be finishing? And it's just the fear of failure. That was the first time I had the fear of failure. I've got a pretty strong mindset. I always think I'll get through it, but I'm thinking, I wasn't, I'm not the best swimmer. I'm better now, but um, I wasn't the best swimmer then. And to think, I still think back and go, how did I make it through that? But, um, and I just didn't want to fail at the first hurdle because Ironman, you're always, you're timed. So you've got like two or 10 minutes to do a two and a half mile swim. And if you don't compete in that time, you're out. Yeah. So I knew if I didn't do that swim, that's me, I'm out. 
and then you need to transition in 10 minutes, get wetsuits off and out on the bike. If you don't do a transition in time, you're out as well. So there was a fear of failure. I just don't want to fail at the first hurdle. Yeah. As long as I, I did do this one, and I wasn't, as I said, I wasn't the best swimmer, so front crawl is a bit like going out and running and sprinting. You don't do that at the start of you get a marathon. You try and build it up. So front crawl swimming for me at the time was like going out and sprinting. I just couldn't regulate my heart rate. I couldn't consult. I breaststroke pretty much the full two and a half mile of Ironman. Right. And my arm, arms were on fire, but I was like, <laughs> like I don't need my arms. It's run, cycling and running <laughs> after this. But uh, when I came out of the water, they tell you when you've been in the water for so long, your buoyancy's all out, so you feel sick and dizzy and you're as if you're going to faint. And that was something I had never really experienced to the level and probably the adrenaline as well. So once I finished this one, I got out on the bike and then I started to come round a wee bit for feeling sick and dizzy. I came round, done the cycle, started loving it, done the run, loved it. And then when I finished, just coming through, just the full build-up to Ironman, the people lying in the streets, the, the full build-up to it from training to doing the event, the being there the day before and racking your bike up, kitting everything out, 6 or 7 a.m. entry into the water, everybody's standing there, ready into the water, the horns going off, the sirens, everything. It was just that was dead to finish. That was just amazing for us. That was that was that was one of the highlights, definitely. Ah, fantastic, Stephen. And then if you could pick one compliment that you've had over your fitness journey, what would that be? One compliment somebody's to give given to me. Yeah. Um, uh, no, just a lot of people just obviously a lot of people just because what I do in the gym I'm always yeah. helping other people so they just always just basically tell me I'm inspirational with others just with, with my kind of personal lifestyle and um, how I'm always motivating them so I just loads of people because of the gym that I'm in always tell me I'm inspirational um, and as I say I kind of People tell you, you don't know what you do, you don't know what you do, what your gym creates for people. So I never really used to think when people are giving me a compliment, I would never take it. I don't really like, I don't mind giving a compliment, it, but when people are telling me, I just never really believed that about myself. I'm, yeah. I'm just doing, I'm just doing my job. So why is, why am I, I just felt like I was doing my job. But in the last year, I've maybe started to actually listen to what people's telling me a wee bit more in terms of complimenting me. And they tell you, like, you don't know what you've done for me. I was this, I wasn't feeling good. I was low. You've totally flipped my mindset, your gym, you're just being around you and building their confidence up. So that's probably when people tell me that now, I take it on and go, oh, I'm doing all right. And that will inspire me to try and go and help somebody else and make them flip their mindset to become a better person. No, definitely, Stephen. And it's good to hear, good feedback, you know. Yeah, I definitely. So what would you say is your best accomplishment, you know, out with, you know, your, your full journey um, with your gym, etc.? What would you, what's the one thing that you would pick? Nah, kids, got to be kids. Definitely kids. The two kids is just, uh, aye, that's definitely having the kids as a, uh, they're testing sometimes, but <laughs> but just I kids, just having kids is just another new experience. Having kids yeah. is, is brilliant. Uh, the, I mean, building the gym was obviously brilliant, but definitely the, the kids was uh, just having kids and just getting home and seeing their faces sometimes. It just makes every day worthwhile, pretty much. Yeah, no, nah, good. And then what's the one thing that you would like to achieve within your own personal journey, your, your fitness journey in the next year, if you could name something? So between uh, between that, that this the, for for next year or this year finishing? Uh, well, for a year, pretty much time. Probably a year, a year. I well, I want to do 
Well, there's two things that I want to do. That's okay, well, I two things I would say for between the next year anyway. I want to build an extension on the gym. I've got planned permission granted to put a first floor on the gym. So that's in 2022 as I plan my plans, my business plans, is to put that extension on the gym, double the size and, and build the business and do another Ironman. I'm, I'm kind of half set up for sign up to buy Barcelona Ironman. Right. So to do another Ironman and just to see if I'm better now than I was then, because I like to think I've got fitter and better at swimming. So I'd like to go and see if I can beat my time on that. And and I don't usually ever go with times. I don't usually say I don't try and run a marathon for a time, but I just want to see if I've got fitter than that and build the extension on the gym. That's kind of because I, I know where I started with it and where I'm at. And just to see it doubling in size, I think that would be, that would, that would be a good thing for me. Ah, fantastic, Stephen. So I'm going to hit you with quick-fire questions now. Oh, okay. Okay, so cardio or weights? Cardio, definitely. Okay, CrossFit, yes or no? Never done it, so I keep saying I'm going to do it. Never really done it, so can't answer that one, unfortunately. Right, okay. Uh, burpees, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Squat or deadlift? Just deadlift. Okay, and then last one, boxing or running? Oh, boxing, definitely. Boxing. I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> I hate running, but I do it. Aye, <laughs> nah. And then... Well, you're going to so, say pull-ups, I was like, don't put pull-ups in it, you know the answer to that one. <laughs> um, so, where would you like to see your business in the next year to three years? Definitely um, the extension on it and just the extension and seeing the business grow with maybe a couple of extra personal trainers next year when I've got more space for it. And seeing my team grow as well, I speak to my team as well and ask them, what's, what's your kind of personal goal? What's your uh, business goal? So I want to see them grow. I love them having wee business goals and personal goals and then seeing them achieve them, whether it's I want to get a new car or a house next year or I want to try and branch out into this. Um, I love to see my team grow ways as well but I, I want to see the gym grow get a couple of extra personal trainers in and people say take a back seat and no, I don't want to sit about and watch the gym grow I like to be involved I'll always yeah. be involved I need to I love this is because people say you know do this and sell it and do it I'm like no no I'll be here for it I just love all the team like my yeah. life wouldn't be as good as what it was if I didn't have all the people here and it and just building me motivating me seeing them getting involved like this weekend with how walks and stuff so I'll always be see the gym grow see my team grow and see them achieve the goals that they want to achieve as well that that, that does a lot for me as well Ah definitely Stephen and then you know throughout your journey who's been inspirational for yourself? Um, who's been into who I kind of looked up to? Um, it's a hard one I can't even think of the answer to that now who's uh, who did I look up to? That's, I mean, same again, what I just said there. I do kind of look up to everybody. Doesn't yeah. matter. I know that's, that's not even cliche, that is the truth. Like, if I see somebody who's got a great relationship with their kids, that inspires me to be better than mine. I don't want to be better than them, I just want to be better. And if somebody's getting promotions all the time at work, I think that's brilliant. So it inspires me to maybe try and do better. If somebody's, I see them changing their life and getting fitter and stronger. I'm inspired by everybody, it doesn't matter kind of where they're from and where they are positioned in life. I'm always inspired by somebody, as I say, whether it's business, financially, personal life, 
no matter whether they go on their holidays, just that's where they have one thing to like loads of holidays. I just try and get inspired by everybody to try and make me kind of better as well and have these weeky, yeah, be lots of better things in life as well. Ah, fantastic, Stephen. And then, so can you tell the viewers um, where they can find you online your, and where your gym's based, etc.? Yeah, so the gym's uh, in Low Waters Road in Hamilton. It's called Bravehearts Boxing Gym. You'll be able to find it on uh, Instagram, Bravehearts Boxing Gym 1, and you'll find it on Instagram, Facebook as well, Bravehearts Boxing Gym, and it's got my mobile number, Bravehearts Boxing Gym, 7722, and the rest of my numbers, the, the links that you'll find it. We've got a website as well. Check out the website. The website's really, really good, um, bravehartsboxinggym.com. You'll find that there, all our personal trainers, all the charity events we've done, all the events, all the things that we're up to. So the website's really, really good for me and insights, some kind of members' testimonials there, see what their views on it. So that, the website, check out the website, really, really good. Give you a wee bit more insight to our team and what we're all about. And then, as I say, the Facebook and Instagram will give you more ideas of the kind of classes that we do. And uh, as I say, you get so many people watch the sessions and go, I'd love to be involved, but they're too scared to, to come out. Don't look at it and put yourself off think you're not fat enough there's Disney matter what fitness levels you're you're fat enough to take part in a session you just go at your pace that's why you're here for you you don't need to try and keep up with MDL so check us out on the website or Facebook and Instagram guys no I did great work Stephen um, and then what advice would you give to anyone um, starting a fitness journey for the first time starting a fitness journey for the first time so it's a hard one as well, and I say I go back to what we're at as well. Like, don't if you ever go to a jam or a personal training session, and you think you don't like it, don't be put off because you don't. I mean, it might not just be the right environment or the right personal trainer for you. Know that the personal trainers can be a bad personal trainer, because I know for a fact some people come and train with me, and then they leave and maybe go to one of my coaches, which I don't have a problem because my training is pretty high intense. I make it fun. I give them goals to achieve in that session but it might be too high intense so they might yeah. go and do weight training or they might go and do sports specific training so it just depends on what's right for you so don't ever be put off if you go to a gym and you just think oh I hate gyms that might just be that environment wasn't right for you keep going trying the gym until you find the right gym that's suited to your style of fitness your personality and the right team of, team of people about you so yeah don't be put off by the first session Ah, fantastic. Good advice, Stephen. And then I just want to say thank you for giving up your time this morning. Um, it's been great having you on. Um, but before we round up, have you got any questions for myself? So, yeah. So how do you find the time to do everything? I've been obviously seeing your podcast and same again, what I was just saying, I'm inspired by people. So I look at your Instagram and then you're obviously you're doing obviously all these videos and, uh, and I'm thinking, how's he get more hours in the day than me? <laughs> so how yeah. do you where do you get the time right. where do so, you get the time to do your PT so basically, so basically I, I work obviously 35 hours within the gym um, but it's on a three week rotor so I'm all over the place to be honest right. um, but I fit people in for my podcast when I can and I've got PT clients so my my thing is that I get up first thing in the morning um, half four uh, five o'clock and I'll, I'll train people early doors and then yep. I'll maybe fit in a few podcasts uh, mid-morning, mid-afternoon or the evening. Um, I'll just right. fit 
and people when I can. My own training, regards to yeah. that. Um, right now, um, I fit in weight training um, before or after. I cover uh, indoor spin uh, within Glasgow Club. So right. getting my cardio, um, you know, I cover three or four classes a week within, you know, the Glasgow Club environment. Yeah. But um, it's, def- it's definitely difficult, you know, getting the balance. But I think now uh, I've got the balance. Um, good, good, good. Absolutely. Um, I came up with the idea that, you know, doing this podcast because I needed a different view on fitness because... I think, and I don't know if you agree with me on this point, that the fitness environment, um, the fitness industry can be toxic sometimes, but, you know... No, I agree, definitely. It is, definitely. Um, people can, you know, be, be very nasty and try and undercut each other and say, oh, you know, Scott, can I do this? Or Stephen, can I do that? Etc. But we're all, we're all qualified. We're all, we're all business partners, really. You know, yeah, um, so, so I think we can all learn from one another. You know, for example, um, if I wasn't good at something, I would say, Oh, but by the way, Stephen up at Bravehearts, he's excellent at that. Go and check him out. You know, um, yeah, I agree. Think, that's definitely the way it should be. That's what I said as well. If I'm no good, I'd, somebody asked me, I'll say, I'm maybe not the best for you. That person's best for you. I win the bad mouth them there. I just don't get the, I don't see the point in that. Oh, definitely. I couldn't do what you're doing and do these podcasts and ask people. This was nerve-wracking for me to come on and do this. So <laughs> you're no. good at doing this and other bits and bobs. So everybody's good at this, aren't they? No, definitely, Stephen. But no, um, it's been awesome having you on. Um, no, thank you very much. But, really appreciate um, it. Definitely. When, when you announce the, the outdoor show, definitely keep my tickets and I'll be, be along to see it. Yeah, no, no problem at all, mate. Thanks very much for having us on and, and uh, keep up the good work, mate. No, you too. Cheers, Stephen. Right, take care, mate. Thank you. Bye.